In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Grant us peace, O Lord, in our days, for there is no other hope fight for us, save but you, our God. In this episode of the Memento Traditionis podcast, we will be looking at the sin of scandal. This sin typically falls under the fifth commandment, which is, Thou shalt not kill. And how exactly does that fall under the fifth commandment, you might ask? Well, in the most literal sense, killing is to kill someone's life. And in this sense, scandal would be to destroy the spiritual life of another person by leading them into sin. Or, in particular, in this case of scandal, to do something that would make them think it is okay to sin. Let's take a look and see what Reverend Francis Pirago says in the Catechism Explained. Scandal is given when, by some sinful word, deed, or omission, we shock our neighbor and perhaps cause him to sin. For instance, a man gives scandal if he is seen in public in a state of inebriation, if he talks indecent talk, makes use of oaths in the presence of children, eats meat openly on Friday, does servile works on Sunday, behaves indecorously in church, publishes ungodly books, decries religion and the ministers of religion and the papers and periodicals, etc. What he does instigates another to do the same. This is true most of all in regard to children who are sure to imitate anything wrong which they see done by their parents or elders. He who gives scandal is like a man who digs a pit into which another is likely to fall and break his neck. Scandal is an offense against the love of one's neighbor. That it is a mortal sin we gather from our Lord's words concerning him who scandalizes others. It were better for him that a millstone should be hanged around his neck and that he should be drowned in the depths of the sea. Again, our Lord says that at the end of the world his angels shall gather out of his kingdom all who have given scandal and cast them into the furnace of fire. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Matthew 13:41. But if the scandal given is slight or unintentional, it is not a great sin or is no sin at all. So we can see here, scandal is to do something which makes someone else think it is okay to sin. We ought, in as far as possible, to avoid giving scandal, and for this end we must observe the following rules. Number one, we ought to abstain from actions which are not only lawful but good in themselves which are of counsel but not of precept, if they may possibly give scandal. If anyone is dispensed from the Friday abstinence on account of bad health, he should refrain from eating meat before others, if he knows that they will take scandal at it. And if this is impossible, he should explain to those who are at table with him why he eats it. If they take scandal, then he is not to blame. St. Paul declares, quote, if meat scandalize my brother, I will never eat flesh. 1 Corinthians 8.13 And the aged Eliezer preferred death to even appearing to eat swine's flesh, lest young persons be scandalized and be deceived into thinking he was gone over to the life of the heathen. 2 Maccabees 6.24 So if something appears to be sinful but is not actually sinful, and you do it before someone else, that could be cause for scandal, and either you should not do that thing, or you should explain it to that person if you're able to do so. Number two, 
We must, however, in no case omit any act which is commanded by God, even if others will take scandal at it. Yet we should, in as far as possible, prevent the scandal by some words of explanation or instruction. By doing what the law of God enjoins on us, we do not give scandal, but on the contrary, a good example. The fault lies with the one who takes scandal at a good action. No one, in fact, will do so unless he be corrupted with vice. The obligations imposed by the laws of the church, such as hearing Mass on Sundays, approaching the sacraments at Easter, may be set aside occasionally if others will take offense by their observance. Yet, one should endeavor to obviate this by explaining the duty to be fulfilled. Purely human laws do not bind as a rule. If great harm may be done by keeping them, for Christ says, My yoke is sweet and my burden is light. Yet it is best to explain matters and then act boldly. This often prevents difficulties being raised. It is, however, impossible always to avoid scandal, for evil-minded persons take offense at what is well meant. Our Lord bade his apostles not to heed such people. Let them alone. They are blind and leaders of the blind. So we see here there are two things that we must do about scandal. First, if something is lawful, meaning that it is completely acceptable and even good to do so, but it might cause scandal, if it's not necessary, then we can avoid it. At the very least, we should try to explain it to that person. Secondly, if we are commanded by God to do something, then we must do it even if it might cause scandal to someone. In this case, we should also try to explain our actions so they understand. Let's take a look at what my Catholic faith has to say about scandal to get a little more context on this. It differentiates between bad example and scandal. What is a bad example? Bad example is doing wrong in the presence of others. Bad example is the principal occasion of scandal, which is occasioning the sin of another by any word or deed having at least the appearance of evil. If any help or encouragement is given in any way to cause another to do wrong, scandals committed are given. Bad example and scandal are sins against the soul included in the fifth commandment. They injure one's neighbor's soul and so are worse evils than injuring his body. They do the devil's work and draw souls into hell. If by deliberate scandal and bad example we cause another to commit a grave sin, we are worse than murderers. One who hurts or destroys the spiritual life of his neighbor commits the sin of murder. St. Augustine said, If thou persuade thy neighbor to sin, thou art his murderer. Now it's very interesting here because I think today our priorities are completely mixed up. In fact, one would consider murder to be worse than scandal. But in fact, that's backwards because our eternal life is far more important than our mortal life. On the same hand, and this is not particularly related to scandal, however, I think it illustrates this point as well, to not worship God is far worse than to commit murder. Now, that might sound extreme to you, but in fact, God is far more deserving of our worship than people are deserving of life. Now, obviously, life is an important thing that we need to defend as Catholics, but most importantly, we need to worship God. What must we do if we have been the occasion of scandal or bad example? 
If we have been the occasion of scandal or bad example, we are bound to repair the mischief done. A public scandal must be repaired in a public manner. Even then, we usually cannot begin to repair the greater part of the evil we have caused. We must try our best to save those we have scandalized from the effects of our example. We must perform the contrary virtue, incite them by good example, and pray for them. We ought to be more careful about giving scandal because of the difficulty, nay, almost the impossibility of repairing the effects of scandal. Finally, I'd like to consider scandal from a few different perspectives. First off, from the perspective of actual sin, whether it be mortal or venial, obviously we don't want to commit sin. And so to do so in front of other people and give them scandal is doubly bad and something that is pretty obvious that we need to avoid. What about imperfections? Those things are not particularly sins. Now, if you need to learn a little bit more about that, go check out my episode on imperfections. These things are also things we want to work on and avoid. And they could also give scandal. So we should take note of them and try to improve them and become more holy and more perfect. What about occasions of sin? Well, obviously, we want to avoid near occasions and as, as far as reasonable, remote occasions of sin. And so by not putting ourselves in those situations, we will also avoid giving scandal to people. But this also brings up another question, which I'm not sure I have a clear answer on, and that is the question of what about remote occasions of sin that could be the cause of scandal? For example, imagine me as a single young man helping a young lady move some furniture. And we both go into her house by ourselves, and no one else is around. Now we're doing something that's completely innocent. We are not putting ourselves, presumably in this case, although it's certainly possible in other cases if we have certain attractions or whatnot. But let's just say there's no romantic interest in there. And... We're not putting ourselves in a near occasion of sin. So we're doing something that's innocent. Yet, there could be someone that's watching, and they see us go in, and they see us in there for, I don't know, 20 minutes, half an hour, whatever it is. And they say to themselves, oh, I know what they're doing in there. And they just let their imagination run wild. And they say, well, those people are Catholic, and obviously they're doing this, and they don't see it as a problem. So I'm going to go do that too. Now, is that something that we can avoid? It's certainly reasonable to help a sister move her items. How might we avoid that? Perhaps we get some other people to join us. That's certainly possible, and if that's the case, then I think that would be a good thing to do. But maybe for whatever reason, other people are not available, and we don't see any problem with it. It isn't a particularly scandalous thing as far as we can tell and we don't know or aware of anyone that's taking scandal at this it's not something that's required it's not necessary and so we could certainly wait but at the same time it's a good thing and we are not aware of anyone taking scandal of it if we were then we could certainly explain ourselves or perhaps wait and find a more opportune time to do that However, I would argue that 
it is not our responsibility to avoid the most fanciful imaginations of depraved people. It's one thing if we're aware of someone is going to take scandal. If that's the case, then we should certainly do something to avoid that happening. But just the fact that someone somewhere might come up with some fanciful, imaginative scenario that is happening, I don't think that it's reasonable to live that way. In fact, I'm sure people could consider that and have that type of imagination with almost anything that's going on. In this situation, I would say that while it is not something that is commanded by God, I think that Father Sparago's advice here applies, where he says, It is, however, impossible always to avoid scandal, for evil-minded persons take offense at what is well-meant. Our Lord bade his apostles not to heed such people. Let them alone. They are blind and leaders of the blind. So we need to be prudent. We need to avoid giving people scandal. Certainly if something is not commanded and we can avoid it, we should, either by explaining it or by not doing it. However, I don't think we need to go out of our way in every single possible situation where someone might imagine something bad is happening and take scandal at that. I think this primarily applies to a reasonable case of where someone would likely take something as scandalous. For example, let's look at this scenario that I gave a few seconds ago. Now, there are certain things that could happen that could make this more scandalous. Let's say, for example, instead of moving the furniture at 2 p.m. or 5 p.m. or something like that, you know, in the middle of the day, we choose to do it in two in the morning. And then I go into her house and it's dark out and everyone's asleep. And, you know, it's, it's still innocent. But, you know, why are we doing it this late at night? That's probably a good question to ask yourself. And, you know, what would someone expect you to be doing that late at night? A single man and a single woman together in a house alone. Probably not the best situation to be in. In that case, I would say wait until the daytime to... To deal with this, and you know, even during the day, if possible, to have more friends help you out. So obviously, there's always context that needs to be added in here, and we need to use our prudence and most of all, to think about our neighbor and consider if they're going to take scandal at something. Again, can we reasonably imagine that they might take scandal at something? The question is not, is there some possible way that they could, in con some conceivable, fanciful imagination, take scandal at something? But is there actually a reasonable chance that they might take scandal at this? And if there is, we should avoid that. But again, you should examine your own conscience and come to a conclusion. And as far as possible, and as far as reasonable, and to the best of our ability, avoid giving scandal to other people. Because ultimately, we're doing this to out of love of God and love for our neighbor, for God's sake. In nomine Patris et Filii, Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Oh.